Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Dara Trendler. Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. I am excited today to have Cheryl Cardall as my guest. Um, she has been married for 22 years and is the mother of four boys and one girl, and they age and rage from eight to 19. When Cheryl was a little girl, she dreamed about being a, a mom, and she really believes in embracing the challenges and holding on to the joys of motherhood. She is passionate about strengthening homes and encouraging moms through her Instagram account at Supermamas for Real. And I would like to welcome her to the podcast. So welcome, Cheryl. We're glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. All right, let's go ahead and dive in. And we'll we'll start by just having you tell me a little bit more about your family. How many, I said, I already said how many children you have. You have five, right? I do. And what do you guys like to do for fun? What makes you guys unique? We love to, the outdoors. Um, we love to hike and be in the mountains. And we have a family cabin that's been in my husband's family for generations, literally. And uh, we love to go up there and relax and hang out. And um, what makes us unique? Probably the number of boys I have. I have four yeah, four. Boys that's a lot. One daughter. <laughs> um, so life is kind of noisy and busy and active and fun. Um, but I'm really grateful to have that one daughter. She's She and I are becoming friends as well as mom and daughter. So, Oh, that is great. I, lo- I love that. I love the things that you post because I have a daughter the same age. And so um, I've been able to relate with a lot of things that you've posted. And I have one that I have a daughter that just left home and I can say it's really fun to now kind of be friends with her we yeah. got through all that rough stuff of the teenage years. And it's just really fun. It so- is fun. And my oldest is off on an LDS mission. So he's, he's not in our home anymore. And, and uh, it's, it's been good. He's growing and in so many ways. Uh, so you've been through that, having one leave the nest and yes. getting the, getting to see them do all the, all of those things. That's, that's great. So you kind of got the whole thing going here. So I'm excited to talk to you. All right. So one of the things that you mentioned to me when we were prepping for the interview was that you really like your home to be a soft place to fall for your family. So I would love to know more about that. What does that look like for you? What specific things do you do to help your children feel that, to feel loved in your home? Well, this concept of the soft place to stop, to fall, um, happened, we moved states about four and a half years ago, and my oldest son was a freshman in high school, and then I had a son in middle school, and then three kids in elementary school, and um, it was a really difficult move for my oldest two kids. Um, You know, hard to break in. We moved to a, a very established neighborhood with where kids had been going to school from kindergarten on with these friends and their friend groups were very well established and it was hard for my kids to break in. And so they were home a lot and, you know, not having friends as a teenager is stressful and not feeling like you fit in is stressful. And so I decided our home has to be a good place for them, has to be happy. And so we just decided that it was going to be, the happy place for them. And they were always welcome. And we would, you know, play games and have fun, good food. And their friends were welcome if they could invite friends. But um, 
they were home a lot during teenage years. And I have to say, it was really a blessing for our family because we spent a lot of time together. And um, so that's kind of where the concept of having the soft place to fall came into play. So it was kind of out of necessity. You you yeah, saw you really. made this big change in your family, and you saw, right. okay, we've got to we've got to make this a place where they can feel safe and have what they need. So, are there specific things that you've done to help their friends want to come over to your house and to invite well, them? Well, we in? have we have tried, and there's they've started to come. But um, you know, I think food is always a thing, uh-huh. and just being welcoming. I mean, my son will call me at the last minute and say, "Can we come over? My house is a mess." And, you know, the little kids are crazy, but I, they're always welcome, yeah. you know, and I've discovered they don't really care if my uh-huh. house is a mess. They don't really, we don't have a big house. We don't have a fancy house in the least, but they don't care. You know, they just want a place where they can feel welcome, where somebody is happy to see them and is welcoming. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm in the same boat, small house. I have teenage boys. And I just keep, I have a pantry that's right off my family room uh-huh. and I just totally keep it snack, you know, snacks galore in there. Right. So their friends know, okay, we can go get food at, over, right. over there at least. Right. And it's good to have, it's good to have them um, have a place to come. And, and then right. when they're not with their friends, it's great to have a place that your kids know that they can, they can be there and they can feel comfortable and they can talk to you. It really sounds like that's what you and your husband have been able to do. And I feel like we have a good relationship with our teenagers. I know people badmouth teenagers all the time, and they do have their challenges, definitely. But I feel like we have a good relationship. We just We've just decided that we want that with our kids and in our home. And we have our squabbles and our conflict and things. It's going to happen. But for the most part, we have good relationships. Yeah, I always say don't be afraid of teenagers because really, yes. you, you've, you've, you know, um, What's the word I'm looking for? You kind of replace one set of challenges with another. There's still challenges for sure. Like you yeah. said, you know, you have your, you have your moments, but they, they are really fun. And I'm enjoying this, this stage of motherhood for sure. Yes. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was how motherhood has brought out your weaknesses. I've said this before in my life, like motherhood just throws them all in your face, right? So how has motherhood helped you to overcome weaknesses or to recognize them and to become who God wants you to be? Oh boy. Yeah. It will bring out your weaknesses like nothing else. Um, I learned that I'm kind of a control freak. I'm, I have kind of a laid back personality, but with my kids, I kind of want to be in charge of everything. And I have had to learn a lot of what to let go because you can't fight every battle. I think that's my biggest thing is just the control thing. And I find it even still, I've been a mom for 19 years and even still I find okay, I have to let that go. You know, I, I don't care what they wear to yeah. this, but it's hard for me because I kind of want to be in control a little bit. Yeah. So, um, and I think that motherhood is just, it's supposed to be a refining experience. It is supposed to be hard. It is supposed to bring out our weaknesses because that's what it's meant to do. And so I think once I accepted that, because I was surprised at how hard it was for me. I'd been around little kids all my life. My degree is in early childhood education. I love children and babies and kind of hit me in the face that, whoa, this is way harder than I thought it would be. And um, so it's been important for me to just accept that it's going to be hard. So what would be your advice to a mom that's maybe where you were? They're feeling like 
oh, wow, this is, they're overwhelmed. This is way harder than I thought. You know, what advice would you give them to accept and then, and what else? Yeah, to accept and look for the joy every day because there are joyful moments multiple times every day. But if you're not looking for them, if you're only focusing on how hard it is, you miss it. Yeah. You have to, sometimes I would, I have a little journal that I would write them down in because sometimes you miss it. I mean, sometimes it's two minutes when your two-year-old comes up and plants a big kiss on your cheek and with jam all over him, you know, but you can forget about that in the midst because there are so many hard days and things, but you have to find the joy daily and asking for help. If you're really in a hard position, asking somebody for help, get it, taking a break from your kids. Yeah. I think, you know, accepting that this is hard and then finding those joyful moments. Sometimes that might be when they're asleep, you know, your kids always look so angelic when they're asleep. Right. And then asking for help, not being afraid. Or um, I think it's just good for moms to know you're not alone. Like everybody's in the same, same boat. We're, we're all I always say I'm, I'm a hot mess most yeah. of the time. When I found moms that were older than me, yeah, that were kind of, kind of became a mentor and could kind of laugh with me and give me some perspective on things. I think that's really important too. In fact, I had an older mom say to me when my kids were driving me crazy, she's like, you need to put baby pictures of them all over your house. So you can remember the, how cute they once were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had that same experience. I had an older mom when my second was trying to potty train and he, uh-huh. he just did not want to do it. And she was like, I promise you, he will not go to kindergarten that, and not be potty trained. My mom always says that. And I was like, too. okay. I promise I'm... you this will pass. They'll be fine. So, yeah, yeah. It's good to see those people that are a little bit ahead of you. And this same mom, I still see her you know, and she's still ahead of me. Now she's got married kids and grandkids and that kind of thing. And I, I look to her as kind of a mentor. So it is good to find someone it is. like that. I, Definitely. I know that's helped me too. Okay. So let's talk about your secret weapon. <laughs> I love this. You told me that you have a secret weapon in motherhood and I know everyone's going to want to know what that is. Like, you know, what's, what's got Cheryl got up her sleeve. Um, so can you tell us what your secret weapon is and how you use it in motherhood? Humor is my secret weapon. Humor okay. and fun are my secret weapon because we take ourselves too seriously. And sometimes in the midst of a really hard day, you can cry or you can laugh. Right. And like Marjorie Hinckley says, I'd rather laugh because crying gives me a headache. And <laughs> um, and it doesn't happen every time. I still have days where I just want to cry because it's you know such a hard day or whatever. But Um, I think using humor with your kids when they're having a hard time, sometimes it backfires and they get mad at you because you use humor. But um, I think having that kind of light sense of humor makes a big difference because a lot of things with kids really aren't that big of a deal. They're not that serious. There are things that are obviously, Mm -hmm. but a lot of their problems and my problems with them can be lightened with a sense of humor. So that's kind of my secret weapon. I love and that. also having fun with your kids, it kind of puts deposits in your bank account with them when you go out and you have fun with them and you play with them for the hard days. You have put those deposits in and you're building your relationship. And then when there's hard days, it's okay. Yeah. Because you've made those deposits. That's great. So do you have any specific examples that you could share with us about how you've used humor or fun or done fun things with your kids? Like I said, we love the mountains and sometimes my kids are like, we don't want to go on a hike. I'm like, okay, let's just go climb around on rocks. Let's go have a picnic. Let's um, 
you know, or what do you want to do today? I we have two hours that we can go have fun and I'll let them choose. You know, let's go to the park and and at the park. I often go down the slide with them. <laughs> you know, I'm old <laughs> and I only have really two little kids that want to go to the park anymore. But even my other kids, like I would go down the slide with them or play tag or things like that. And, um, you know, that's they love it. And when we go swimming, I'm 47 years old and I still go down the water slide. And <laughs> I, I love that when I go down that water slide, but man, my kids love it. They think it's pretty great. So, and they laugh and laugh at me, but that's, you know, it kind of lightens the relationship. So I think that's great. Your kids are never going to forget that you go down the water slide. No, they I won't. Mean, they might be like, oh, mom. <laughs> they, they're going to be telling their kids about that. Well, grandma they used to go down will. the water slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. I think I think humor, you know, sometimes if our kids can see us take not taking ourselves too seriously, then that's going to help them to develop that as well and and know, you know, life is hard and there's hard things, but you know, laughter can get us through a lot of things. Laughter it really can, can get through a lot of things. It really can. And like you said, you know, some things are more serious, but but most of the time, I mean, it's not to make fun of our kids or right. you know, of their feelings or anything like that. But, you know, just laughing and having fun. That Our family is like that, too. In fact, we got accused of being a little too, could we just be serious for one minute? <laughs> like, some of my kids accused my husband and I of that just the other day. And we were like, um, okay, well, no, we can't. <laughs> but... But I do, I do think that, I do think that is a great secret weapon that you have and just to laugh and just to not take yourself too seriously. That's great. Okay. So you have five children and I do. that is a lot of kids. And we know that, you know, all of our kids come with unique qualities and abilities, talents, all of that. So how, with five kids and lots of demands, how do you parent your children individually based on what each of them specifically need? How do you know those needs? How do you, how do you do that? One thing I started doing when my kids were little is we would kind of have our own individual bedtime, you know, sit on their bed, talk to them. And honestly, I didn't want to do it because by the time they're ready to go to bed, I'm done for yeah. the day. You know? But really it was like two or three minutes and I'm like, okay, I can do this. I've just got to power through this for the next 10 or 15 minutes, but giving them kind of that individual time to talk and connect and sometimes lay in their bed and scratch their back and snuggle with them. I mean, I think those little things are the biggest ways to connect with them. Mm -hmm. um, and now my teenagers will come flop on my bed and it's usually like 1045 at night and I am done for the day and I'm exhausted, but guess what? They want to talk to me. Yeah. They want to talk to me. And I've said for a long time that when your kids invite you into their world, you've got to take the invitation because they might not extend the invitation again. So, you know, my teenagers love YouTube and dumb memes and, <laughs> you know, things like that. But, and I don't, I'll watch them every time because I don't always have time, but I really try to watch their YouTube video or look at their funny meme or whatever, because to them, that's important. And yeah. connect with them in that way is important. Yeah. What is it about the memes? I don't know. <laughs> because my kids have a whole thread that it's a family texting thread and all it is is memes. <laughs> it's, it's actually gets pretty funny, but yes, yeah. you're right. I mean, 
it, you do have to, when they invite you in, you do have to be there. And I love your idea about bedtime, you know, being a time where, you know, kind of winding down from the day and that you're giving them that um, unique individual time. So has there ever been a time where you felt like, oh, I parented this kid this way and now I'm trying to parent this next kid this way, but it's not working. And, you know, how did you readjust and how did you figure out? So my two oldest boys are pretty, they're very, they're pretty mellow, compliant, you know, I don't know that I, any kid is easy, but so I really thought I was a great mom. Uh And then my third son comes along and he is such a great kid. He's got so many gifts and talents. He's, he's amazing, but he's extremely different from his brothers. He is rambunctious and loud and wild. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to parent this child. And we struggled for several years. I did our relationship because I didn't know how to parent him. And I found a book called Raising Your Spirited Child and it changed my life. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating because it helps me see him in a different light that his, you know, enthusiasm and loudness and things like that were great qualities that were going to put him, you know, he was going to go far in life, but I needed to learn how to parent and channel those qualities. So that was a, that's, I say he, has been my PhD in parenting because I had to learn a whole new skill set on how to parent. Right. Yeah. Just when you think you have it figured out. Right. <laughs> so that book is called The Spirited Child. Raising Your Spirited Child. Raising Your Spirited Child. Okay. We'll link to that in the show notes. So if anyone okay. else is having a similar experience, they can look that up. One thing that I loved about that book is it has you list qualities that drive you crazy about that child, which that sounds awful, right? But there's qualities in all of our kids, you know, and there's things mm-hmm. about us that drive them crazy sure. too. But it had you change those qualities into positive traits. Oh, I love that. So, you know, loud and obnoxious can be enthusiastic. Um, stubborn is determined, you know, different, just different things like that. And it was a game changer for me. That's great because it really, it changes how your mindset about how you view them and, and exactly. what you see. That, that's a really good exercise. I love that. We've talked a little bit about hard days, that there are hard days of motherhood. So yeah. what what perspectives have you developed that help you keep you going on those hard days of motherhood? Some days it's just, I just got to get through this, you know, some days mm-hmm. it's because I think I've done so many days of motherhood. I know that the hard days are going to pass, but when you're a young mom and you're not getting any sleep, that's yeah. a hard perspective to have. Right. Um, so I think you really do have to do things to take care of yourself as a mom. Cause if I am drained, I'm not giving anybody anything good. Um, you know, so I think that as a young mom, I had to really learn to take care of myself. I had to learn kind of daily things. I'm not talking pedicures and girls nights out and things like that. Those are fun, but I'm talking like daily habits. What are, what was I doing? So what are your daily habits that feel fulfill that for you? My daily habits are reading inspirational words, scriptures, and other inspirational books. I love listening to inspirational podcasts while I'm cleaning and mm-hmm. doing laundry and things like that. Um, a shower. Yeah. I know, you know, because sometimes I would hear mom say, I haven't showered in six days or, you know, whatever. I haven't done this in six days. And for me to feel human, 
I made sure I showered every day, whether that was at the end of the day when my husband got home from work, but that that's on my list as something that I need a shower or bath. So I feel human, you know? Yeah. Oh, Uh, it makes a huge difference. You know, moving my body, whether it's going for a walk or doing 20 minute yoga routine in my house or um, stretching or, you know, those are just some basic things that I have found really help me keep my sanity. That's great. So how do you find time to do them? Well, I have older kids now, so that right. makes it a little bit easier. However, I got into a habit of getting up before my kids, even if it's 15 or 20 minutes. I feel prepared for the day. If I can get up, read some scriptures, pray, you know, even if I'm in the middle of doing my yoga or my at-home workout while my kids, when my kids wake up, I feel like I'm ready to greet them. Even when I had little, little kids and I wasn't getting a ton of sleep, I'm like, I can do 15 minutes. Yeah. I can, you know, so, and if they got up, I would put a TV show for them and go do my little routine because I would knew I would be a better mom. That's if great. I did that. Yeah. That's really good advice just to get up a couple minutes before your kids. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, it doesn't need to be an hour. I like no, what you said about no. just 15 minutes and that, that, re- that starts your day off on the right foot. And as someone who did not do that this morning, I will tell you it makes a difference. We had total <laughs> it chaos does make a this morning. My whole day, my whole day. Oh, is it different. throws everything off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just even just that fifteen minutes will will have a huge impact on how you view your kids and how your day starts and and all of that. And you know, I like I like what you said about if a mom is drained, they can't give anything good to their family, yeah. and that that helps you to fill up and bring God into it you know, a little scripture study, prayer, whatever you do is going to make a huge difference. I love that. Okay. Well, this has been really fun to chat with you. It's been great. I I have loved it. And the final question I always ask each guest, and I would like to ask you as well, is how have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood? I think I see him every day. I couldn't do it without him. I, I, I don't know what to do a lot of times with my kids. You know, they all come down as different personalities and I feel like I always have a prayer in my heart so that I get that inspiration on how to best parent them, best mother them, because really they belong to him. Mm-hmm. And they're just on loan to me for a little while. And so I have to have him involved on a daily basis. And I have felt inspiration, those revelations multiple times in my many years of motherhood and makes a huge difference. It really does. Yeah. He, he loves us. He's involved. Yes. He, he wants, like you said, these kids are his. They're on yeah. loan to us. Well, and this process of motherhood is his process to refine me. And so he cares about it. He cares about it. That is for sure. Definitely. He loves all of us. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much. I have enjoyed talking to you and know that your words are going to help someone else. So thanks for well, coming on. Thank you for so much for having me. I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.